Hello, this is Snigdha from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 24th of May. The rapidly increasing number of COVID-19 infections in India that hit 1,31,868 today has compelled the Health Ministry to issue a statement saying that the country's healthcare infrastructure must be ramped up for the next two months. India recorded its biggest single-day jump of COVID-19 infections with 6,767 new coronavirus cases in the past 24 hours. The death toll rose to 3,867 after 147 new fatalities were reported. The Indian Railways, meanwhile, has announced that it will operate 2,600 special trains to ferry nearly 36 lakh migrants over the next 10 days. The centre has asked 11 municipal areas which account for 70% of India's cases to step up monitoring efforts in old cities, urban slums and other high-density population pockets like camps and clusters for migrant workers. According to the Union Health Ministry, the 11 municipal areas are from Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, Gujarat, Delhi, Madhya Pradesh, West Bengal and Rajasthan. The increase in the number of new infections is mainly coming from Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, Gujarat and Delhi. Maharashtra, which had about one-fifth of India's entire caseload two months ago, now makes up for more than one-third of all confirmed infections in the country. In fact, in the last 10 days, more than 40% of India's infections have been recorded from the western state. The state's current tally crossed the 47,000 mark today. In a televised address, Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre hinted at a possible extension of the lockdown in the state after May 31st, saying that it was wrong to impose the lockdown suddenly and that it cannot be lifted all at once. Stating that the fight against COVID-19 is going to be tougher, the Chief Minister asked the people not to panic as the state is prepared with extra health facilities. He also advised residents to take extra precautions, keeping in mind the upcoming monsoon season. Thakre also said that the union government has been of little help, but he said he would refrain from any political mudslinging. Tamil Nadu has recorded the second highest number of coronavirus cases in the country. The state has reported 15,512 COVID-19 cases so far, while 7,491 people have recovered and 103 patients have died. The Tamil Nadu government yesterday appointed two senior bureaucrats to coordinate strategy for screening testing and quarantine of incoming air and rail passengers. The state had also recently written to the Civil Aviation Ministry to defer domestic flights to the state until May 31st because of the rising COVID-19 cases in Chennai, but it has not received a reply yet. The Tamil Nadu government, however, has allowed 17 industrial estates in Chennai to resume operations from tomorrow with certain conditions, including restricting the workforce to 25% and implementing safety precautions. Following Tamil Nadu is Gujarat with 13,664 cases, the third highest in the country. The state has recorded 6,169 recoveries and 829 deaths. Just today, the Gujarat High Court came down heavily on the state government for trying to artificially control the COVID situation in the state. It called the civil hospital in Ahmedabad, the main government COVID facility in the state, where more than half of the state's COVID deaths have occurred, as good as a dungeon or maybe worse. While hearing the several issues raised as a part of a PIL on COVID-19-related issues, the bench also gave directions to the state government on improving treatment and facilities for COVID patients in the state. 
Meanwhile, the Congress has demanded a judicial probe into the use of uncertified Dhaman 1 ventilators on COVID-19 patients in Gujarat, alleging that the mortality rate was the highest at the hospital where these machines were installed. Congress spokesperson Pavan Khera alleged that the Vijay Rupani government projected a mechanized AMBU or artificial manual breathing unit bag as a ventilator, therefore playing with the lives of patients. Khera has raised pertinent questions such as why was Dhaman 1 approved and installed when it had been tested on just one patient? Why was it approved and installed without a license by the DCGI or the Drug Controller General of India? Khera also asked, and I quote, We also want to know if the Prime Minister Care's fund was used to buy 5,000 pieces of Dhaman 1 through HLL Life Care. He said all these answers can only be found through an independent judicial inquiry. With 508 new cases, the total number of COVID-19 positive cases in Delhi is now at 13,418, the fourth highest in the country. The total death toll is 261. The city now has 87 containment zones. This comes when the Delhi government has partially lifted restrictions on movement across the national capital under lockdown 4.0 in a bid to restart economic activity. Except for Delhi Metro, all other modes of public transport have resumed operation in Delhi based on conditions. Rajasthan reported one death due to the novel coronavirus and 152 cases of the disease on Sunday, bringing the total number of fatalities to 161 and the virus count to 6,894 in the state. COVID-19 cases in Karnataka crossed the 2,000 mark today with the detection of 97 new cases, most of them returnees from the state of Maharashtra. The total number of positive cases is now at 2,056 with 42 deaths. Kerala also recorded a rise in its numbers with 62 more people testing positive, including 49 returnees from abroad and from other states. More than 91,000 people are under observation in the state, which had reported India's first COVID-19 case, but had managed to flatten its curve till the movement of migrants from other states and from abroad resumed. In West Bengal, coronavirus cases have breached the 3,000 mark and are rapidly rising. The number of infected cases in the state reached 3,459 on Sunday with 269 deaths. Assam's Health Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma asked people not to return to the state unless absolutely necessary as cases in the state showed a sharp rise, taking the total tally to 350. Manipur also recorded three new cases of coronavirus today, raising the state's tally to 32. Last night, Sikkim reported its first COVID-19 case as a 25-year-old student who recently returned from Delhi tested positive for the virus. By closing its borders until recently, the state had managed to stay COVID-free until now. Yesterday, in what can only be called a mortifying mistake, Sikkim's chief secretary pointed out in a letter that the Delhi government, in an official advertisement issued for enrolment in the Civil Defence Corps, clubbed Sikkim with Bhutan and Nepal as a separate country. No surprises why Northeasterners constantly feel secluded from the rest of the country. The Delhi government, however, suspended the senior officer responsible for the blunder. Listeners, we all know how the Northeast remains largely ignored by the mainstream media. The disregard continues even in the middle of a pandemic. While the region is comparatively reporting lesser numbers, the return of migrants to their home states poses a serious threat to the already lacking health infrastructure there. To talk about these challenges, I invited two reporters, Makepeace Sitlow from Assam and Rikinti Marvin from Meghalaya, to our weekly podcast, Reporters Without Orders. 
do listen to the episode on our website www.newslaundry.com Meanwhile after the civil aviation minister Hardeep Singh Puri's statement where he said he does not understand the need to quarantine flyers who have the green status on the Arogya Setu app better sense prevailed and the Punjab and Chhattisgarh government joined five other states to announce 14 days of mandatory home quarantine for passengers irrespective of the mode of transport they choose to travel back home Yesterday Karnataka, Kerala, Andhra Pradesh, Telangana, Assam and the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir had decided to quarantine all incoming passengers. Owing to its shooting cases, Maharashtra is altogether showing reluctance in restarting flight operations which the center will said will resume from tomorrow. The Maharashtra government said that it is yet to amend its May 19 lockdown order that allowed only special flights, indicating that it is not ready to receive people from other states in large numbers. Stating that the positive passengers will add to the COVID stress to the red zones in the state, Maharashtra's Home Minister Anil Deshmukh tweeted, and I quote, "It is extremely ill-advised to reopen airports in red zone. Mere thermal scanning of passengers is inadequate without swabs. Impossible to have autos, cabs, and buses fly in current circumstances." Unquote. However, the aviation ministry went ahead and called a meeting of airport operators and airlines today to discuss the procedure for resuming domestic flights. The center also issued guidelines for international arrivals. This includes 14 days of mandatory quarantine, 7 days of institutional quarantine at own cost, followed by 7 days of home isolation. It also states that the use of Arogya Setu app is mandatory in serious cases. Just a few days ago before India went under lockdown to contain the spread of the coronavirus outbreak the Narendra Modi led BJP government changed the law for the use of around 90 acres of land in the heart of New Delhi why you ask to pave way for the redeveloping of the central vista the Modi government's grand pet project the plan which includes the building of a new parliament and a house for the prime minister is estimated to cost 20000 crore rupees that the modi government is pressing ahead with it even as india is battling an unprecedented health and socio-economic crisis has sparked criticism with political leaders and activists demanding that the money should be used instead to alleviate the suffering of the poor and marginalized citizens who are bearing the brunt of the pandemic our reporter hamida said wrote an in-depth report of the same under our news laundry sena project an initiative that is completely funded by our readers So a big thank you to all the 50 people who contributed to make this story see the light of day. Dear readers, the coronavirus pandemic has shown how precarious the media model that runs on ads from governments and corporations is, and how essential it is for the media to be powered by paying readers and viewers in order to be free and independent. So do your bit and support independent media. Go to newslaundry.com, hit that subscribe button on the top right corner and pay to keep news free. Now for some international updates on the coronavirus. More than 5.3 million cases of COVID-19 have been reported worldwide with at least 340,000 deaths according to the tracker by the Johns Hopkins University. The pandemic appears to be crossing new milestones. While China reported no new coronavirus deaths or symptomatic cases for the first time, the sharp rise of COVID-19 in many of South America's most populous countries are raising concerns of a new front. Coronavirus cases crossed the 1.6 million mark with more than 97,000 deaths in the US. The New York Times dedicated its entire front page of its Sunday edition to COVID-19 patients who died in the United States. 
While the infection rates look like they are slowing down in the US overall, they remain steady in about 25 states. Six states including North Carolina, Alabama, Arkansas, North Dakota, Maine and Wyoming have reported rises in new cases over the last 2 weeks, partly because some of them have recently ramped up testing. Meanwhile, President Trump enjoyed his Saturday at his members only golf club in Virginia, supposedly his first outing there since the coronavirus pandemic led to government restrictions on businesses and social activities across the country. The trip comes as the administration has encouraged reopening. Just a day ago, Trump had announced that he was ordering states to allow churches and other places of worship to reopen, threatening to overrule any governor who defied the order. Some of his health experts also appeared to give him the green light to carry on with his normal weekend activities which had been suspended for weeks. Dr. Debra Burks, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, at a news conference on Friday had said, and I quote, "You can play golf, you can play tennis with marked balls, you can go to the beaches if you maintain distance from other beachgoers." Unquote. Russia has reported its highest COVID-19 death toll. The country recorded 153 coronavirus deaths in a 24-hour period, its highest daily toll during the pandemic, raising the total number of fatalities to 3,541. As new coronavirus cases dropped to zero in China for the first time on Saturday, in response to the increasing international pressure, China's foreign minister Wang Yi has said that his country too is a victim of the pandemic. He said, and I quote. To our regret, in addition to the raging of the new coronavirus, a new political virus is also spreading in the US, which is to take every chance to attack and discredit China. Unquote. The US has consistently been criticizing China for its handling of the virus. It has even accused it of manufacturing it in a laboratory and hiding information about it. Wang also said that the lawsuits filed against China in connection with the coronavirus have zero factual basis in law or international precedents. He claimed that such lawsuits trample upon the international rule of law. Malaysia has reported 60 new coronavirus cases bringing its total number of known infections to 7245. The country's health ministry said that the number of fatalities remain unchanged at 115. Officials in Gaza announced on Saturday that a 77-year-old woman who had died after contracting the coronavirus became the first known pandemic death in the self-governing Palestinian territory. The number of coronavirus cases in Afghanistan has topped 10,000 while the Taliban has announced a ceasefire over Eid. Concerns about the spread of the virus remain high as despite the government mandated lockdown, people continue to break the regulations. Leaders of Italy's cities and towns are struggling to get citizens to follow social distancing rules after the reopening of bars led to group gatherings in public spaces, often with people not wearing masks. Italians had some of their civil liberties restored last Monday including the reopening of bars, restaurants and all other retailers. Many seem to have taken advantage of the easing of the restrictions to socialize outside or go to parks and beaches. But with the pandemic far from over, leaders of some towns and cities have had to reimpose restrictions. 119 new deaths and 669 new infections were reported from the country on Saturday. Now for some non-coronavirus news. Hong Kong police fired tear gas and water cannons to disperse thousands who were protesting today against China's plan to directly impose national security laws on the city. The financial hub had become the center of continuous mass protests last year. Crowds thronged to the shopping district of Causeway Bay where echoes of Hong Kong independence the only way out and other slogans rang through the streets. 
For China's Communist Party leaders, the notion of an independent Hong Kong is a red line that cannot be crossed. The new national security framework stresses China's intent to prevent, stop and punish such acts. The protest, the first since Beijing proposed the national security laws on Thursday, poses a fresh challenge to Chinese President Xi Jinping as authorities struggle to tame public opposition to China's tightening grip over the global financial hub of Hong Kong. Today's rally, the largest since the COVID-19 lockdown began, was initially organized against a national anthem bill, but the proposed national security laws sparked more calls for people to take to the streets. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Ever wondered who owns your favorite media house? Another one of our ongoing Newslaundry Sena projects is an effort to bring transparency to media ownership patterns. In the first part of the series that deciphers the ownership of India's major news organizations, we looked at the ownership patterns at Z News, ABP News and Danik Bhaskar. Go look for it on our website and do not forget to subscribe. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.